0: Hey, I'm Spencer and I'm Brit since 2011 buckethead has released 283 albums in his Pike series And we're gonna listen to them three at a time. This is getting head a bucket cast All right We're here. We're in it. Um, hey, how you doing dog? I'm doing, dude. Tell me, tell me what's yeah. new. What, what have you been doing? What's
1: yeah. what's new? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. But it's my day off. I'm going to a normie Monday through Friday schedule Holy shit. Uh, starting this week. And so, got Saturday and Sunday off. Yeah. And then I actually got this Monday off, too, because I got a mental health day ahead. Uh, love to, love I, to see that. You yeah. said. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah. I got, I got a ton
1: in the, the bank these days. short supply. The, the crazy thing is so, so because of like COVID, everything became like so tight and understaffed. And they gave us a ton of these mental health days, but, like, no one in the store has been able to use them because we've been so understaffed, and all the managers are like, we can't afford to not have you here. Yeah, And, and it's, it's really difficult. But,
0: yeah. you know,
1: I've got, I've got a bunch of them banked. Maybe I'll just take a little, little vacation, yeah. a little week off there.
0: Ooh. You know? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good no, time, yeah. Um, oh. I've been, uh, today is my 10th day off. In a row? Um, oh yeah, you told
1: me about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I did. Uh, it wasn't expected. Which is it which was, is why
1: you're super hungover.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, okay. To be fair, I didn't mm. know that I had to day off as well until last night. So I, nice. last night I decided to celebrate a little bit. I had a handful of brewskis. A uh, handful.
1: Uh, yeah. By- I mean, I can mean, only I, hold like three brews in my hand, so you, you didn't how get many drunk beers off I that. you know how many, how many? beers I drink? What was
0: that? I drink three beers. That's it. Yeah, yeah, only three. That's all I needed. You know, um, oh, well, really? I drink three beers. Well, hold on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I drink three beers. Mm-hmm. Then I drank uh, two Moscow Mules. Oh, uh, and and what the a couple fuck? of shots.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's different. <laughs> Yeah, I know
0: it's different. You said you
1: drank some saying, like, brewskis. I don't think the brewskis are what gave you a hangover, Spencer.
0: <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct. I mean, it's like they definitely they slightly the
1: contributed, but they were like, I mean, you're talking about the difference of like that's like saying Ron Wood has like put the most contribution towards fucking the Stones. Like, sure, no,
0: or like you know, yeah. It would just be like that sometimes. God, why am I Anywho. referencing the
1: Rolling Stones? I'm old.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna that's see, not a, say something about that. Like I was like, I don't even get that reference. I don't know who that is. Is that the drummer?
1: No, that's one of the other guitarists. That's not the other guy.
0: See right? the rolling the rolling Stones, Stones, died.
1: I don't I don't care. I don't I don't care about the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I just made a reference that I actually didn't get myself. Which I think, so I, I totally just wow, didn't, you, you I just you didn't I, I Dennis Millard you, dog. I Dennis Millard myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, you should have checked yourself before yeah. that one. Um, uh, I feel like that anything, film, you know. Anything
1: else new, interesting?
0: You ever, you ever been like listen to a podcast or like uh, watch a show for a long mm-hmm. time where they reference people and places and things and names and uh-huh. stuff that you don't really know what they are like you don't really get the reference but like the names stick in your head So yeah. then like someone else will talk about it and you're like oh i right, know that right, name. Right, right, right and they but and you're like but i have no fucking idea what that is or who that is like i don't know it happens to me a lot i no. have all this information rolling around in my mm. head my my head is like uh it is like a child's like toy bin mm. filled with like fucking just bullshit. just plastic of in lots there. of
1: plastic
0: yeah, just lots of like plastic, you know, uh, toxins, toxic plastic, mm, lead plastic, yeah, you know, lots of things made yeah, there in China, you know, lead around <laughs> up in there. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's not funny. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Um, anywho, uh, hit me, what, what? hit me, hit me, hit me with a with a bucket. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. We're- <laughs> <laughs> it's, or, it's your job it, I I I guess it is. Uh, yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> Alright, bu- bucket fact. Uh here here's an interesting one. Um Bucket Fact. So Buckethead uh has been an oft collaborator with George Clinton of Parliament Funkadelic fame. Uh mostly um nice. making soundtrack work with him and contributing songs uh that were collaborations with him to Beverly Hills Ninja, Mortal Kombat bucket and Mortal Kombat Annihilation motherfucker.
0: Yeah, that's Wow, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, That's so sick. You know, and like
1: working you know, working with George Clinton has always been a huge honor to people, but like especially like the eighties and the nineties, he was like a kingmaker, you know? Like he helped make red hot chili peppers big and I can never forgive him for that. Damn it. (laughs) George Clinton, you're you're on my list, buddy.
0: listened to the song Californication any time recently?
1: Pretty, pretty, like, pretty recent. I listened to the whole album a couple years ago.
0: Oh, God. Why do you do that to yourself?
1: Um, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, as someone who's like actually interested in like the loudness war and stuff, every time I'll go... Oh, okay. So that's why
0: actually why I brought it up, because no. like that song in mm-hmm. particular is so fucking compressed. Yeah. It's insane. It's no. like, I, I, I listened to it recently because somebody brought it up on like Reddit or something, mm-hmm. and it's like fucked up. Well, it's it's hard to listen to. It's yeah, like, a lot no, of no, it no. is. It's, it's a weird like, especially when the vibe. bass and not just for the regular reasons. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: not not like not for like, for like Anthony Kiedis reasons. <laughs> reasons of.
0: Um. Okay, so we got some albums to talk about. We got some some Buckethead Dude. stuff. Dude. So we listened to th- listened to three more. Do you want to yep. tell us about each of the three? Or yeah, just, yeah. Just name so, them. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, we listened to albums, uh, The Pikes, uh, numbers 4, 5, and 6 this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and their names were, uh, 4 is Underground Chamber,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, 5 is Look Up There, mm-hmm. and 6 is Balloon Cement.
0: That's our first of 2012, by the way. So we we have... Yeah, uh, yeah. We have now listened to Buckethead's 2011 output, and I believe. It,
1: if I'm not uh, mistaken, Underground Chamber was released in 2011 uh, with, um, what is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Look three foot, it. three foot clearance, I think. The,
0: oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So it was, it was released clearance. like on the same day, I think. Yeah, three foot clearance, underground chamber, and look up there. Pikes three, four, oh, five, were all released on the same day, August seventeenth.
1: Okay, I forgot that. Look up there was, and we'll we'll get more into that because it's it's kind of an outlier from the three.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to talk about that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So we listened to these three. Um, there was actually a pretty decent break between look up there and balloon cement. Balloon cement came out april 14th uh 2012 so like there was a there's like what's that six eight months something
1: like that
0: almost eight months yeah yeah. yeah. wow okay that's a pretty significant amount of time especially considering like the ramp up in 2013 like my goodness oh
1: well we'll we'll get to that Uh we'll get to that because it's it's it 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 starts to get weird and inhuman um (laughs) but
0: <laughs> weird and inhuman is just a way to talk about that's button, true that's like it always honest. was
1: but it gets more so Um
0: absolutely yeah. Uh you love to Do see you?
1: It, I think question mark
0: I think I am um, I am uh, optimistic to see um, it, I guess so mm. far okay Uh anyways let's talk actually about... wait
1: aren't, aren't you a I, oh. brony so I'd say you're more clock optimistic fuck
0: <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you remember when they did the Brony convention in uh uh Anchorage? I don't think we were living there I at the don't, time, but no, like I'm sounds... pretty sure oh, they wow. did that. Uh I mean, yeah, that's a good place uh, for it, like
1: get far away from people who are going to like be like I mean, everyone everyone, oh, everyone who God. doesn't like they're just going to avoid that in Alaska. They're going to be like, "Oh, that's happening. Stay away from there." And that's like that's good. Whereas like in the south, they'd be like, "Let's let's go kill the pony fags." And like it would uh
0: i christ geez. um I'm not well, you're fine. not wrong i mean um you're not wrong um anywho okay so yeah. pike number four underground chamber uh an interesting pike in the sense that every song is titled underground yeah, chamber yeah. we got part one It's
1: track um, one part two is track two at at you know till, till the end
0: how many ten, parts ten are there? i'm all. looking it up right yeah. now actually for mm-hmm. 10 parts okay So, Underground Chamber to me um, really felt like three foot clearance. Yeah, it was it was definitely Um, it's very a lot of similar parts. Um,
1: I mean, which was interesting in that he like tried to make it more of a concept album with titling everything part one, two, three, whatever. Um, And all the songs do, which I think is not not all of them, but most of them. There's, I'd say the generally the album kind of has three different movements altogether um but yeah sure. stuff actually does like make a good effort to flow together probably more so than any of the the previous three albums
0: uh yeah yeah i mean like a 3 foot clearance i felt like mm-hmm. did a lot of that as well and this one keeps that vibe going there's a yeah. lot of electronics on this one um there's still a lot of guitar there's there, a lot of weedly like, weedly I mean, on given, this one too given, like a, a, gonna lot a lot of that, of that. I mean, that, that is a given, but he, but I will say this, like Buckethead yeah. does not always so, use that, uh, you know, despite right. the fact that he has the ability to do I mean, that super fast pentatonic. He like, does have a lot. Like, of, he doesn't always do uh, that. Uh,
1: another main theme musically of this album, I thought, was him, like, doing kill switch stuff. You know, just, like, his guitar going, da 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 da, oh, da, yeah. da like, almost like a strobing effect uh, of just, like, heavy chords, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's fine. It kind of got old on this album, though. Um...
0: Yeah, this one like I, mm-hmm. I didn't dislike it. I actually haven't disliked any of the records so far. You know, if no. anything, like I, I'm neutral on a few of them. This is one of the ones I would say that like I'm neutral on it. I think it, I liked it. More it's than definitely I liked probably one of the. It's the honest. heaviest
1: album so far. Say. It's, it's the most metal. There's the most like.
0: So real. I felt I I disagree. Mm. I think Balloon Cement mm. is the most metal so far.
1: There there, there, there really are, but, like, like, I mean, as as like, I mean, as far as, like, thrash goes, there's a lot of, like, thrashy stuff and, like, D-Beats and stuff here. Uh, so, part 10 was, that's, like, that's all thrash. Part 5 was a lot of thrash and D-Beats. Yeah. Uh, part 4 was, but with a lot of kill switch. Um. You know, and other than that, there was a lot of, like, more electronic kind of meandering and, and uh, a lot of effects... Yeah. laden stuff but yeah
0: totally a lot of like there there are a lot of like sections where it would like break out into like yeah just it sounded like sequenced stuff like sequenced yeah. synthesizers and drum machines that sort of stuff um this this who, one was good it, how it do you, was well so actually was okay. let's back up
1: a little bit here who do you who do you think buckethead makes okay. music for like what 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 do you what do you think he thinks his audience is? Because like I actually I I wrote that as a note at at this album because it's like surprisingly the first time I've really thought of this like wait who who is this for? And it's like something that like Mm -hmm. has like killed a lot of projects that I've been a part of before. Like I'll have that thought. I'm like this music is for like literally nobody but me, and I don't know if anyone is gonna like it. So I should just stop.
0: (laughs) so you're, you're totally not wrong um and that is a really really valid question and like honestly that was like a big motivator behind why i wanted to find someone to <laughs> listen to these fucking albums with me <laughs> because exactly. like, like you dude who releases you 283 have
1: albums say, in a couple right? years it's, like who does it's, that it's that's like someone who releases that many books and like some right? uh, i mean if if he's taking the piss out of everything, and he thinks music is just funny, and that's why he's doing it. Then I think I kind of get it, because then he's like a a Chuck Tingle. Are you familiar with Chuck Tingle?
0: Yeah, the novelist. Who just,
1: like, is prolific and writes a ton of fucking novels, but they're all fucking bullshit, like, beyond Sharknado titles. Like, uh, I think uh, one of them was, like, a recent one was, like, Candy Corn Witch Sluts of Halloween, or something. And there was, like, uh, happy happy birthday, Dracula! Now fuck my butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually great. Like I, I want oh, to do me, that. Uh, I mean, I've said that sentence before. You know, like, who hasn't? Okay, that sounds great. Um, yeah, no, so like I, honestly, you're right. Like, I have no idea who this music is for. I like definitely, I feel like this project started out with the the perspective of, of like, hey, I'm going to make these solo albums, and I have like kind of an idea for what I'm gonna do. Like, the very first album is very like traditional, like very metal, very like it's just guitar, drums, bass, very simple, very like thrashy. And then it it, it has yeah. definitely like gone to a different expanded, yeah, it's expanded different. like into into yeah. some very different stuff yeah. and like I would say that this yeah. this selection it's, here is probably the most unique we've seen so far. I mean, we've only done one before this. Out of out of really, whoa, whoa that's mm-hmm. wow, really.
1: It's it's more unique than
0: the other yes. three. This this three yeah. is more unique than mm-hmm. the other three. And yes, I I see I, what I, would you're doing. I would agree. I would agree. So. So, um,
1: uh, question for you what What do you think, uh, this would be
0: a good soundtrack to?
1: Like, That's like, what kind harsh. of vibe does it give you? Like,
0: so this one gave me like a dark eighties vibe of it, even though it doesn't sound like eighties music mm, at all. Yeah, it's not like, it gave super synthi, like, but yeah, I still get that. Yeah. It gave me the vibe of like a a hobo with a shotgun type of movie. Okay, is like yeah. what I would see this being the soundtrack to. Okay, something with a lot of like splatter like a mm. lot of like violence and, and and like a trashy kind of vibe yeah there's like I don't know like this this music isn't trashy but it's just like if I was if I was to see it set to any kind of film like that's what I would be thinking okay yeah I,
1: I could agree with that and I I'd, I'd definitely add that like this is probably the least funky of the albums thus
0: far oh yeah there's, yeah there's a lot
1: of like synth envelopes for guitar and stuff like that but I don't know if any of the songs was really like rooted in bass and that's where, like, his funk really comes through because, like, he mostly plays slap bass when he, like, composes with bass. Um, I don't think that really happened um, much at all on this. Not much.
0: Yeah. It was no, yeah, pretty, no. pretty metal,
1: pretty, like, experimental, kind of electronic and effects-laden. Uh, pretty good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 what I'd you? actually, actually kind of say uh, it would... Um, but indie first-person shooter is what I'd put this way.
0: It was... It was interesting maybe like one of those games that is like emulating yeah like yeah because
1: it was shooters. like yeah there was this kind of like yeah. uh, updated like doom kind of thing you know like a, a yeah, it, like maybe totally. an 8-bit first-person shooter type thing because it, it does have a very it, it does have a vibe of it of of nostalgic you know composition like and it's definitely very metal sure. in a very like 80s and 90s way uh-huh. Um, yeah. which is you know he's he's good at and like he, yeah. he played lead track on one of the the songs in um uh the original Power Rangers movie. Which is like the most oh, metal nineties wow. metal a, thing you can do, right?
0: It's a great bucket fact right there. It man. is. I should I probably should have saved that one. Um but <laughs> I thought you
1: might have already known. It. But <laughs> but yeah, so like it, this Pretty, this kind of almost gives me that type of vibe, like nineties action for sure. Tight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so uh so the next,
1: next album. Yeah. Which is I've actually been uh, I don't know about you. I've been stoked to talk about this album specifically, and not the other albums. And I actually mentioned before, like yeah. there's one album that's a real outlier, and yeah. I don't. I, I imagine there we're gonna find other pikes like this, but this yeah. pike specifically, uh, number five, look up there, is is my favorite pike so far.
0: Honestly, I know, like, like I would, I, I think I would agree with yeah, you. Like, it, it's, it's the most unique. It has a twenty-minute guitar solo <clears throat> in the second song, correct. which yep. is fucking awesome. Like, it's actually like really good. I, I really mm. liked it. Like, it was no. really fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it's definitely like different. It's more chill. It's like uh, there's some acoustic guitar in there. Yeah. it's really nice. Uh, what. what most important thing to know though it is only two songs long correct um, so yep. it is 32 minutes and 20 29 seconds mm-hmm. uh the first song is like around 10 minutes long and then the mm-hmm. second song is about 20 minutes long something like that um really fun uh definitely goes some places it's cool to see him just like make a thing yeah. i found it really like enjoyable to listen to me like, too it didn't, it- I, I didn't get bored
1: and so one of the notes I wrote here is uh, this type of album is what happens when Buckethead takes his ADHD medication because <laughs> it, it actually like has a, a very consistent direction. It doesn't I mean, it's not it's not too weird. It's um, yeah, it's
0: not it's not very weird at all. And there's like very few no. like Wheatley Wheatleys on it. I mean, they're there. No, yeah. It's, but it's, it's like I, I wrote like melodic like. Yeah. Like yep. just like making yeah. melodies like which yeah, is yeah so cool. so
1: i'm i'm actually i am just going to read off uh i'd usually not read my notes cuz they're so extensive but because it's just uh, two songs uh, what, i'm going to
0: Mr. extensive uh, notes i don't usually read my notes they're too listen, extensive let me listen,
1: tell you i'm, I'm <laughs> sorry my notes are too good for this podcast but like they're they're better in written form i'm going to at the end of this podcast I'll publish them
0: okay, in for, the liner, in the show notes for
1: Readers, but <laughs> listeners get a different experience. Uh, so uh, the the first track on um, look up there, "Golden Eyes." Um, off the bat, it I I already at the very beginning of listening to the song, I already preferred the uh, production on the track to like everything else in the Pike series. Um, it's just like really uh full, and there's a lot of ambience to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like a lot of very like. Subtle keyboards, subtle like guitar parts, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice melodies. Not a ton of random super shreddy solos, and just like altogether like decent, reasonable songwriting.
0: Yeah, def- reasonable is a good way of yeah, putting this. It, it, was, like, it, it definitely no. feels more chill. Yeah, like there there have been moments. You know, I think that there were a couple of moments on like Empty Space that were mm-hmm. somewhat similar. Yeah. Um, but this one definitely he really explores that more mellow side. Right. Maybe not yeah. as mellow as something like electric tears, like one of his older. Oh, versions, definitely but not. Like, no, no, like but nothing. It, it's like almost I, I, like it's definitely like a more
1: chill vibe. And that's the thing. I don't I don't know about you, but I'm not expecting anything like Electric Tears out of any of these pikes. Like I'm I'm expecting moments like that. But yeah. Electric Tears is like of such a thought out album. Like it's it's so concentrated and i i think yeah. he had a, oh, yeah. a fucking idea of exactly what he was doing and i don't i don't have that expectation with these pikes you know because
0: i feel like if yeah, you're recording an price- album
1: you know 300 of them you know, or two two 280 whatever um uh-huh. you're you're not gonna have that concentration and the time to think about things like i don't know yeah
0: yeah, like these records feel very stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. in nature, right. Like I would say that especially like of the group we're talking about today, like Underground Chamber felt very like stream of consciousness. Yeah. Like I'm adding parts to this thing, and yeah. it's like becoming this thing. And,
1: and we we've, um, we've both obviously definitely made music like that before. I mean absolutely. that that is a process. But yeah, totally. Um,
0: it, it is. It's, I mean, it's, it's a legitimate process. It is. Sometimes I make play. great sure. stuff.
1: Some of my best stuff with that process, probably just like yeah, le- laboriously adding elements in order to like fill something out. That, that's that's great. Um, but sometimes that you know if if you just don't have an idea of where the music
0: sure. is yeah. going, uh, going that that correct.
1: It doesn't um, go anywhere.
0: So, as far as the soundtrack goes, mm-hmm. describe this one to me. Oh, what man. are you thinking? So, so
1: there is a lot more like. Ambient and so, so this one actually feels like a con- solid, like, licensed soundtrack, like someone paid for a soundtrack to something. Honestly, like, this is, um, I want to say a great, like, s- mod to uh, Half Life, just, just a Half Life mod,
0: just a Half Life 1 source mod, original source. No, mode. no, no,
1: we're gonna go with Half Life 2, definitely. Okay, Half Life 2 mod,
0: yeah,
1: but yeah, okay, just.
0: Like, like a story driven oh yeah like yeah definitely
1: because like, because yeah. there's like um in like stuff with cues because there's definitely like diversity here and there's definitely like parts that fit sure. better with other parts so like you know I, I could see like actual parts being like when the action starts like this queued up for that um it,
0: and, sure. and actually yeah I w- I would definitely say like yeah I got an indie game kind of vibe yeah, from yeah. it like for me what came to mind was something like did you ever play bastion to play like no it's okay it's a it's a good game it's a game i like a lot um it has a really good soundtrack of its own Mm -hmm. but i would say that a soundtrack like this would also fit a game like that Mm -hmm. um it's cool in that there are acoustic guitars i do used in a way i don't hate
1: i do love (laughs) acoustic guitar and i really really like uh Buckethead playing acoustic guitar. He's I like Buckethead
0: playing acoustic guitar
1: too. He's 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 like, I don't know, in my opinion, he's better at it than the electric guitar because he brings something to acoustic guitar you don't hear often. Hmm. But what he brings to electric guitar I hear done often or tried to be done very often.
0: Is and you know, mm-hmm.
1: And like, when he plays acoustic guitar he plays it in such a unique way whereas when he plays electric guitar, I guess it's kind of unique but in a way I don't love. Um, you know, like, the, the shreddy pentatonic stuff yeah, is not I'm, a thing I'm, that I love.
0: I'm also gonna, yeah, I'm not huge on the really fast shreddy pentatonic stuff either, mm-hmm. like, because mm-hmm. here's the thing about Buckethead, like, he can write some killer melodies. Like, and that's the I've thing, yeah, he's it, and like, he's
1: a beautiful melody writer, and so, like, when he just, I just goes... Want to write more melodies. Yeah, like, I, I and, 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 and harmonies, like, like I want him to be happen. more musical, straight up, like, and, and sometimes he's just like he goes with a feel for a thing and it's just like a D beat and just I'm like oh, all right. I mean I know <laughs> I know you can do better. Um and I've seen you do that a lot. So totally, do totally. something. Yeah, you know.
0: Uh, Indubitably. Indubitably. But I mean he's, he's still great. He's yeah, still... I, I gotta I gotta talk about acoustic guitars for a minute though. Yeah, yeah because like okay, so okay. Hmm? There's one thing that I don't like about music, okay. It's like I, I'm pretty positive Whoa, wait. about most musicals. I'm genres. sorry, can I
1: interrupt you real quick? Is it? Oh, is it? Um, is it? Is it Wonderwall? <laughs>
0: no, bro, you're my Wonderwall. Uh, oh, bro. <laughs>
1: um, I fucking hate that song. Don't say that shit to me. Fuck you, dog. <laughs> uh,
0: awesome. Don't don't, don't uh, talk that shit on me.
1: Don't don't step up to me like that. Come on, dog. Like you're if if I'm your Wonderwall, you're my fucking piano man. All right. <laughs>
0: Ah, fuck. (laughs) Bill Joel sucks. Yeah, right? Don't fucking call me your Wonderwall. Fuck you. Hate you, Bill Joel. Anyways, like, there's a... A uh, subgenre of music, I, I honestly don't know what it's called. I'm sure there's a real name for it. It's probably like indie folk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the genre of music where it's just sad guy with acoustic guitar who sings and plays acoustic guitar, I can't fucking stand it, dude. Like, it just make it just like makes my skin I mean, crawl. Like, I just hate it. Like, like what what do you what do you mean, like? or they're, they're give an example i guess because literally any band that is just one guy and an acoustic guitar the, um like
1: how about, how about except, like except
0: nick, except nick drake except for except for sue george
1: so i don't know so, how to Sway, his name Sway actually. Hall, right, i think um oh
0: wow yeah yeah except for him he's the only one well, that wait, can pass how about all the rest
1: really how about how about yeah, uh, nick I'm drake just,
0: I have I, the only Nick Drake song I've ever heard is "Red Right Hand."
1: That's a good one, but listen to "Pink name. Moon." "Pink Moon" the album is gorgeous, okay. and it's like it's a guy who's like who wants to die and kind of has his death planned out, and he writes an album kind of tangentially about that, and it's gorgeous. I highly it's it's one of the it's one of the best albums. Um, who else?
0: Okay, like that? No, I, I've been meaning to listen to more Dude, Nick Drake. Uh, like I'm, I'm open to that. I'm always open to El- checking stuff Elliot
1: back. Smith, dog. I. I, don't, I know you probably you All probably right. are turned off by Elliot Smith because of his fan base, but dude wrote <laughs> some great fucking songs.
0: Uh, sure, Paul, yeah, and I'm not Simon, I, I'm not hating. Before
1: Paul Simon was solo, <laughs> like Paul, Paul, Paul uh, Simon and uh, Garfunkel, okay. fucking rules.
0: I, I like Simon and well, I like Simon. Oh, and but it's but a, it's but a guy with like an acoustic guitar have, and then a, one they, other guy. No, no, no. But dude, they have like a band backing.
1: Sometimes, but like, their best songs are just a guy with an acoustic guitar, and then another guy without an. acoustic I
0: don't know, guitar. man. See, I'm talking about bands that are exclusively. Guy I mean, with I, I, I get guitar. it. Like, like exclusively, no backing band ever. Just just I mean, one dude, C- Colin Hay. Guitar. I can't do it. From Men at <sighs> Work. He's amazing. I do like. I, do li- I yeah. know who Colin Hay is. I yeah. do like Colin Hay. I do like Colin Hay. Uh, but. Paco, specifically, Paco de Luca. There is. A, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that doesn't count. Um, specifically, though, like there is a subgenre of music.
1: Yeah, I get it. You, you don't like singer song, acoustic singer songwriter stuff so much. And I get that, but there is a time and place for it. And, you know, like some of your favorite artists are acoustic singer songwriters who. That's their like songwriting process, but they realize you know like Chris so Isaac. That's okay. I'm into that. Yeah. I, like like, I'm like not have you ever that heard Chris that. Isaac play acoustic? I have. It's damn. great.
0: It's wonderful. I love oh. him. He's amazing. He's the best. He is truly uh, such great. a crush like, on that guy. I, yeah. I, dude, I saw. Ooh. I got to see half of a show of his, and it was amazing. Yeah. I, I got to see a full show. He's uh, he's really good. And then I drank some he's wine on. with some doctors. That was a weird day. Oh, did did you see him at uh, Chateau Saint Michel as well? I did. But okay, Me yeah, too. have I told you this story? Because it's fucked up. Okay, so oh, check so, this out. So I went to go see uh, Chris Isaac last, uh, I want to say last September, yeah. um, probably, yeah, about a year ago. Um, yeah. I went with my mom. My mom really wanted to go see him because she likes him a lot. And yeah, like, I like does. him a lot too. And so like, yeah, we, we have Every, uh, that. Mom, and we're like, Chris cool.
1: Isaac.
0: I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, cool. Let's go see Chris Isaac. That'll be sick. So we went out there to go see it. It's mm-hmm. at this winery called Chateau St. Michelle, mm-hmm. um, Woodinville, Washington. And uh I'd never been there before. They have a really nice, like, outdoor area. I would say that they could fit probably anywhere from, uh, maybe about 500 to 800, maybe a 1,000 people. I don't know how many people were there. I I would guess 800, maybe, but I don't know. Um, anywho, it was, they only sell wine. They, they only sell, like, wine and, like, water, like, bottles of water. <laughs> it's, like, all they had to, to buy. So I bought, like, a bottle of rosé right and like I, I bought the oh so okay let's go back a little bit we got there got inside we uh we go and find a, a spot to to watch the the concert from we got there a little bit late um so there was like already a lot of people there and the concert was like about to start so i walked over and i bought a bottle of rosé walked back and we're getting ready to watch the show pretty stoked we each have like a cup of rosé drinking the rosé it's really good rosé actually mm-hmm. pretty good Chilling, watching the show. Show starting. It's really great. He plays like four songs. Mm-hmm. It, then the sky starts erupting in thunder and lightning, uh, and lightning starts striking like around the venue, not at the venue particular, but like very close by. And so they close the show. They they stop the show. Rained like, out like,
1: like a baseball
0: game. Well, so it hadn't started raining yet, oh. <laughs> but. Hmm it did start raining like right after that were like, Hey, we're going to stop the show and see if the lightning stops. Cause we don't want anybody to get struck by lightning. Yeah. Reasonable. Sure. Sure. Um, so they had everybody go inside the actual winery itself. The winery was not open up until this point, but they opened the doors of the winery to like let us in there. And, um, so they had us all go in there, and so it was, like, standing room only, right? right. like, the, the winery is not enormous.
1: It's big, but it's not I mean, the enormous, winery right? is, but, like, the yeah, the area they probably opened up to you was, like, the gift shop area and shit, probably, right?
0: Yeah. So, well, there were multiple buildings, right? Yeah. We were in one of the buildings. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say they probably crammed at least a couple hundred people into mm-hmm. this, like, relatively small building. Yeah and the rain got fucking insane like as we were like walking into this uh to this building the rain was like really getting crazy the thunder was getting crazy the lightning was getting crazy Mm -hmm. so we go in there and we're just waiting we ended up waiting in there for approximately two and a half hours (laughs) because they like every like half hour or so like somebody would come in and be like hey we're gonna wait a little bit longer and see if the we can restart the show and it's like Pouring down rain, no. it is like it's like flooding. Right. Basically, it's like it's like insane. I mean, that's that's, that's and,
1: uh, cool of them to actually try to keep the show going. um
0: So that's what I thought too, until like we'd been waiting for about like an hour or so, and so at that point, my mom was like, "I don't want any rosé," and I was like, "Cool," and I drank the rest sure. of the rosé. I was feeling yeah. pretty good. And then there are all these like doctors there. Because, like everybody that goes to see Chris Isaac is like rich old yeah. white people. Like yeah. that's who well, goes to see That's Chris everyone Isaac. who goes to fucking winery,
1: right? yeah, right. It's, it's mostly East Side folks and they're I live over here on the East Side and um The bougie's bullshit in your
0: life. Uh no, I I I know. <laughs> as someone who lived in their van in Kirkland.
1: You I'm did. You, you, lived, I you, did. Yeah, yeah, you lived. Yeah, you lived on I've the definitely
0: I've definitely slept in my car in Kirkland multiple times too. And, the, cop, and the Kirkland cops, I mean, they're not
1: as big a dick's as Seattle cops, I don't think.
0: I don't know. They I they, really But they had have less to do than Seattle cops, so Yeah. Uh, anywho, yeah. So we like we're, we're crammed inside. There's all these doctors, all these people like start giving me wine. They're like, hey, you want to try this wine? I'm like, yeah. Of and so we're all like drinking wine and like I was getting pretty drunk. Mm-hmm. And then like, so it'd probably been about I guess no, we we're probably inside for about two hours because like after about two hours, one of the security people for the venue, these were the people that were like informing us mm-hmm. of what was going on with the show. Comes into the venue and just, like, or not not the venue, mm. sorry. Comes into the building and just says, like, you all need to leave wow, right now. Fuck? And then, like, and then somebody was, like, hey, wait, what? And then, like, they were, like, you need to get the fuck out what? right now. Go. And then, like, they open the doors and then they start literally yelling at us, like, go. Like, like being absolute yeah, assholes like just like like yelling at us and i was like it was like out of nowhere dude i was like what is happening and then like everybody started getting like really weirded out after that and like everybody made like a panic run to the exit and then it was like mm-hmm. fucking crazy getting out of there dude there's like all these people and they're all like freaking out and like it, it was it was like pouring a rain there's like lightning striking dude it was fucked up man anyways we got out of there it was fine uh the show was canceled and we ended up getting i, I think so. we got refunded no, we didn't get refunded. They they gave us replacement mm. tickets to another show and I Crummy. couldn't make it because I was in Alaska. Mm. So blah, blah, blah. Mm. yeah, it was a whole thing. But yeah, Balloon Cement. Uh, balloon the, Cement. The sixth, pike, yeah. the sixth pike. A little yeah. different. Uh first things first. Uh yeah, a little bit different. Some really fast double mm-hmm. kicks. Yeah. Double kicks. Yeah. Some silly some, fast some double double kicks, a little more I um, like that. That was pretty fun.
1: It's a diversity in genre selection. Like the the first song starts out, it's like a straight up yeah. kind of like a blues metal song. Like very like I don't know, it did sure. in probably pretty well with something like Hank 3 or maybe like earlier Danzig stuff. Like it's uh some cool riffage.
0: I I yeah, I know it goes it goes to some places that you've got some like Weird like techno metal sounding stuff. Yeah. with like and, fast double kicks. And then you've got some like some metal riffing, you got some like bluesy guitar soloy stuff, you got some wheelie wheelies.
1: A lot more bass than the other two albums on this one, too. More bass. Right? A lot more like uh yeah, yeah, a lot more bass.
0: Not not still not very funky though. Like we haven't returned to the <laughs> No, yet. no, the fir- uh-huh. the
1: first three albums were much funkier than these three, I'd say for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah.
0: No. Um, I would like to see more funk. Uh, honestly, I, I'm a fan of the funk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might say I'm down with the funk. Yeah, yeah I would say I am. Yeah. Um, but that being said, this one has uh, quite a few tracks on it. I think there's like 13 tracks. 12, uh, 12, 12, tracks. 12, I believe. And like
1: mo- most of them are very yeah. short. Um, a couple longer songs. I think track 10, 11 are like significantly longer than every other track on the album. Like it's it's two or three minute tracks. Then you got a couple five minute tracks and that's, about
0: yeah. And a lot of the songs do like kind of blend into each other, um, which helps, the oh. uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. definitely. I felt like this one was very much in the vein of maybe it's alive. Kind of. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. It definitely did remind me of the first album. I did put that as a note. Yeah. Um, there's a good amount oh. of diversity, a lot of like, sorry, guitar stuff, shreddy guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it it is a kind of like a showcase of like basically what Buckethead's all about, just like the first Pike. Totally, um, yeah. it's alive. Um, yeah, uh, just a a whole lot of his talents and a whole lot of his musical ideas. Nothing super
0: super groundbreaking. Standout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I he, mean, he's it's... not he's not breaking new ground here. He's not making uh, huge changes. No. But yeah, I he's... feel like it was a solid entry yeah. you know it's, it's definitely yeah. like one thing that i will commend him for here uh, one thing i would like yeah. to commend him for i guess i would sh- should say is that yeah. uh each of these does feel like an album like it feels like a constructed you know? piece of music um the, these
1: these last two more so than anything and that makes me yeah. excited for the other pikes because i feel like he's getting a better idea of how to make like album efforts because even though like underground chamber uh is i think technically like the most of concepty of these albums besides maybe Look Up There because that's only two songs but Underground Chamber you know it's Underground Chamber Part 1, Underground Chamber Part 2, Underground Chamber Part 3 which tells me it was supposed to be like a really concerned, concentrated effort and uh, it doesn't well, feel that way so much <laughs> as knows? Look it's Up like There, there and Balloon that. Cement. Yeah, I I don't know like Balloon Cement actually feels much more cohesive though even though it doesn't have that, you know I agree, two, and, and it, the yeah. the
0: diversity helps it too. It mm-hmm. Makes it more interesting for mm-hmm. sure. Like there's definitely like this was unlike. Well, I, I would say that each each of these records have had their moments, but I, this one in particular. Had a few moments where I looked down and was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, oh this is oh. interesting. Or like it, it caught my attention, yeah. I guess, a few he, more he, times. And
1: I think he used like a, a few more effects on here that he didn't really use before. Like
0: Yeah, there was a lot of effectsy sounding stuff. Like there were a lot of leads where like I wasn't sure if it was a guitar or a synth. Right, right. No, really he definitely weird. used like, like
1: I think a lot of synth envelopes, maybe like bit crusher pedals or something. Like there was a lot of really know. synthy sounding guitar stuff. Like big Absolutely. boxing. I mean, it sounds.
0: It sounds. Uh,
1: guitar shit.
0: Oh, yeah. That's actually a pretty good, yeah. <laughs> pretty good uh, impression of what it's like, like.
1: A, a guitar uh, turned a little bit like sin, sin Wave or like, you know, Triangle
0: Wave. Yeah. Like, it, I will say, like, all of these albums do feel very daw, though. Like, they feel very like I made this. Oh, stuff. 100%. Oh, like, there's
1: so like, much copying like, and pasting. I sat down Especially and for bass. The bass is the most yeah. copy pasted shit ever. Like, I don't. I don't think the buckethead honestly played bass for more than eight measures in a row on any. Of I mean, these I bands. don't do that.
0: <laughs> you know, it's a, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but you know, I think uh, you're probably right. Like, I mean, that's the, hey, that's, the <laughs> that's how you make music in a DAW, dude. I, I mean, it, it is, but it, I
1: mean, I do the same thing with guitar, but I don't with bass because I feel like bass actually adds like you know,
0: you know, a little more subtlety you- to music. Like, That's an interesting point, And I actually agree. No. <laughs> um Like when I, when I record bass, I I try to record like for as many sections as possible mm-hmm. at one time, no. um, just because it does like, if the bass flows, it, it helps the, the music. Like it, it definitely helps the music. Like it's, it does. It's good. It does
1: like do, doing a single track of bass is, I think the best way to do bass just because uh it has this interesting flow to everything. And it, makes the whole song sound a good authentic, bass player is the thing well yeah
0: i mean well yeah especially
1: if you're using yeah especially if you're using like electronic drums like you want something underlying that no one's paying attention to that's actually going to like humanize yeah
0: that's a really good way of sound. putting it i agree
1: and and no one's paying attention to bass necessarily unless they're a bassist but they they you know do pay attention to it whether they realize it or not so i don't know like Bass, bass is important in a way people don't realize. It adds subtlety, especially when you're drunk. I, I thought dent. you were going to
0: say, especially when you're drunk. And that is true as well.
1: Mm. I don't know, man. Because like, when I'm drunk, I just want to listen to, like, The Cure. And their oh, bass, yeah. bass lines are just super <laughs> repetitive and lovely.
0: Yeah, they're That's pretty It's a different great. thing entirely. Yeah. Oh, entirely. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, so I would say that this is the soundtrack that Little Nicky should have had. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Little Nicky has an amazing soundtrack. I would never. Despair. No, little Little Nicky is
1: pretty pretty fucking new metal and sick as fuck.
0: Yeah, no, this is not as new metal as as Little Nicky should be. But like something like that, like a like a a comedy that's like yeah, about yeah. hell or about like badass stuff. Like this yeah. would be fun for. Them. Yeah,
1: because there's like the funk there, and that that gives me like a comedic vibe. I could see that. Um. I'd say it would actually be a good soundtrack to like an updated black exploitation film because there's like a lot of like funky stuff and it, like stuff that, that feels almost like forced funk and I kind of like that like uh, a white guy soundtracking a black film do do you like that <laughs> i think i think i'm not I, sure if we're supposed to like that i, th- I think it i mean, i think it's f- funny (laughs) i mean i mean it's not like good like if isaac hayes did something like it wouldn't it wouldn't be good it's not funky cold medina oh absolutely not no i mean what is though like tone low. that's a really good question what is funky
0: cold medina that that is what the fuck is
1: funky cold medina
0: i I think it's maybe an std is it is it it about chlamydia what i don't know i'm just guessing i'm spitballing here (laughs)
1: I have no idea to be honest. What the fuck is that shit about? We're we're gonna we're gonna look this up now. Sure. Uh more like funky COVID
0: You, know. you. I hate that. I hate everything about that.
1: But your Hannibal Lector impressions pretty lame. It makes me go insane in the brain. Like that's what you need. Hold cool at a bar. I'm looking for some action. But like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction.
0: He did say that. The girls are all around,
1: but none of them want to get with me. My threads are fresh. I'm looking deaf. Yo, what's up with LOC? The girls (laughs) all jocking at the other end of the bar, having drinks with some no-name chump. When they know that I'm the star... So I got up and strolled over to the other side of the cantina. I asked the guy, "Why are you so fly?" He said, "Bunky Comadina."
0: Yeah, he did say that. He did. He did. So I so, mean, like he—he he quotes. This is the thing you take. He quotes Mick Jagger, you know. Uh, uh. Uh, so I'm assuming he's quoting the bartender as well. So let's just assume that's real. Yeah. Um,
1: well, uh, so this brother told me a secret on how to get more chicks. Put a little Medina in your glass and the girls will come real quick. It's better than any alcohol or aphrodisiac. A couple of sips of this little potion and she'll be in your lap.
0: Uh, So this is, is this about roofies?
1: (laughs) Yes or no? Well, no, no, because it's something you drink. It's like a Spanish fly, I guess. Um, It's like something you drink that makes you like more virile gives you a fucking huge ass boner. It fucking yeah, like Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's gas station boner pills. Oh, exactly. No, it's it's that shit that
1: like it, it like increases your blood flow just slightly. So if you're wearing like gray sweatpants with no underwear, all the bitches be like, look at that dick imprint. Like, oh yeah. Oh, this 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 guy, this guy with the funky comedian is totally hanging out at a dive bar in Yo, gray sweatpants.
0: So instead of like thousand rhino or whatever mm-hmm. like we should make our own gas station boner pill company called funky cold medina
1: or 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 just gas station boner <laughs> yeah
0: uh 7 bathroom <laughs>
1: in gizzard and the lot
0: lizard <laughs> it's a terrible joke I, I, I love the sentence gas station boner pills. Like, I say it all the time. It's one of my favorite things. It, it's,
1: it is. It is. Like, the fact that they still exist and people still buy them is a Yeah, there's an thing. industry. I mean, it's like an a,
0: industry of gas station it, boner pills. It is. Pills. It is. And it's
1: like, <laughs> it, it's only for, for straight people, though, because like, um, oh, God, what what is that fucking shit that like every bottom? Oh, the fucking, Poppers? Poppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poppers. So like, poppers are like a, a, a gay thing exclusively right like do you know any straight person who's ever taken a popper uh no (laughs) yeah there there you go um but you know about them and i spend a
0: lot of time on the internet (laughs) okay it's like
1: yeah still (laughs) how did you
0: stray that far into
1: like sub twink internet spencer that's a
0: really fucking good question i have that's no a really idea. <laughs> good question for you
1: i really i think i was reading I really, like a Reddit
0: thread about something and like people were talking about it i was like what the fuck okay, is that okay
1: okay that makes sense yeah yeah i mean pop- poppers are like super interesting and in that's like they're an exclusively gay thing but they're like a big thing and like you know i've, I've seen like people with just like poppers on them and i'm like like Wait, are I'm poppers pop- like whippets like, kind of. So, yeah. Sex so this yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, it's it's like I mean, it's not exactly like that. It's like um, I mean, they're they're like low key, like kind of like bass salts with smelling salts, and so like they give you this rush of energy, and like they also increase increase your blood pressure as well, uh-huh. which you know helps. That helps just sounds you.
0: uncomfortable. Like I hate it when my I I feel like I'm. My blood pressure is like
1: yeah i mean it's like bad. a mini it's a mini uh, meth kind of it's like you know it's 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 the thing you know and, and like meth and gay sex also go very well together as <laughs> the gay community has proven um i mean i don't know about well
0: but like you know it happens a lot yeah, yeah. peanut um, butter jelly you know uh uh meth gay <laughs> sex <laughs>
1: <laughs> meth, meth is meth is the wonder bread of gay sex, really. Skit skirt, run it, run it, run You're a punzie, cart Skit skirt, run it, run it, run You're a punzie, cart guard, guard, guard.
0: Anywho, uh, yeah, like that's them. Them's the records. So like, let's talk about this. Let's let's hit let's hit the the high point and our low point. Um, I'll I'll go first. You know, for me, my high point is obviously. I I think that you'll probably agree with me. The second track on um, yeah, uh, the second album. Fuck, I forget the name already. <laughs> Look uh, up there. <laughs> honestly,
1: yeah. So so um, I actually preferred uh the first track. Okay on uh look up there golden eyes like look look up there the 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 titular track the eponymous track if, if you know. will it was good um I'd say like for the first half though like uh pretty much the entire second half of the song is a solo over and I want you to go back and listen to it after I say this it's a solo over the exact chord structure of the stairway to heaven. Solo, okay. but one full step up.
0: All right. That's that is incredibly specific. I'm gonna have to it, take your word for it. <laughs> it
1: it is. Um, and it's given it is one of the most tasteful solos of all of the pikes. Oh yeah. Uh, and it, it reminds me of uh I mean probably the most of um Crack the Sky off of It's Alive, which was okay, has yeah. been one of my favorite songs so far, and it's like one of the most tasteful. Like soaring songs.
0: I agree. That one, um, that one was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, totally. And, um, and those then the
1: song good. just fades out. Like yeah. it, it does. It does like a very long fade out, and that doesn't do it for me. So like, sure. I really liked Look Up There as an album altogether. But honestly, uh, I liked it most for the first like first two thirds of the album. Sick. Look yeah. Up There kind of like mitigated it a bit for me like if it ended how it began i think it would have just been like the golden album here and it still is it's still my favorite of the six so far
0: yeah totally but yeah Uh, my my personal low point um Mm -hmm. and i'm not i'm not too critical i'm not necessarily being critical here but there there's a point in underground chamber i want to say like maybe two-thirds of the way through i didn't take an exact time down i was driving at the Mm -hmm. time but there's a point about two-thirds of the way through that album that just, it devolves into Wheatley weedlies for, like, a really long time. And <laughs> it's just too much. Anywho, so for me, mm-hmm. um, there's a point during... Uh, underground chamber maybe about halfway through i'm not sure exactly i didn't take a note i was driving at the time i was actually going to pick up food yeah uh downtown Mm -hmm. but
1: uh wait hold hold up what kind of food
0: uh, vegan food bullshit i don't know
1: but i don't (laughs) know what tell me tell me about what you got
0: uh i actually went to the highline um lovely uh, i i've got a favorite metal bar
1: i've got a fat gift card there if you ever want to go sometime yeah, dude. My work yeah. gave it to me, and I haven't used it. And they gave it to me like six months ago. It's
0: pretty sick. Their uh, their fried pickles are something else. They're real fucking good. Oh yeah, they yeah. Really good fried. Pickles.
1: Uh, they they buy all of their TVP from us, like usually okay. like a hundred pounds every couple weeks. But it's been a while. I haven't I haven't seen Alan in a bit. I wonder where he's at.
0: Yeah. Uh, anywho, yeah, I was picking up some food when I was wa- when I was listening to it. So. Mm-hmm for me, it definitely like reaches a point uh, maybe about halfway through where there's just so much pentatonic shredding. Like it's just, and that's fine. It's not a bad thing, but it's just like, it's like very intensely fast pentatonic shredding for Mm -hmm. quite some time. And it's like, I didn't hate it but i was also like man buckethead like i've heard you do this a lot and like you're just you're doing a lot more of this right is going on for a very long time i feel like in small doses it's totally fine it's totally style you know right but like in like very long chunks that are very like the same tempo Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like it's a bit much
1: and yeah and i i i totally i actually took notes on that uh i think uh, it was starting in part four um it starts yeah. with a whole bunch of like fucking around on like kill switching and effects and then it's the first half of the song and then it's just a big shreddy solo and yeah. there's some ambient backing stuff here and there but it, it's mostly just a shreddy solo part five is just like a lot of double bass and d beats and a lot of shredding part six oh, is yeah. a cool hip-hop beat but then it's a lot of shredding uh, and then part seven is actually a decent dark ambient track, but then it's just a lot of shredding. This is the shred, dude. It's it's just so much. Under the shred, Beautiful. A better shred than dead dog. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, mm.
0: Drop dead shred. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't tell mom the babysitter shred. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's pretty
1: good. That's pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I get that though. It's it's um like the first half of the album like, was really promising to me for Underground Chamber, but after that, it it like when it got into that shred territory, it was like, eh. Yeah. Um. So so my actually my big disappointment on these is actually gonna be um like your like one of your favorite parts. So far, like look up there, which was your favorite track of all of these, uh-huh. uh, the second half of it actually like devolved to the point where I was like, oh, this went from being a really unique album into just kind of one of his other albums. Like the first two thirds of that album yeah. is great, the last third is just another one of his albums, and um, it was it was kind of a disappointment to me. Uh, Fair. and that, that's you know it's cool that it's your favorite song, but. No, dog. I mean, it wasn't. It, it wasn't my least favorite song by far. Like, it it was actually one of my favorite songs, but only because of the first half. And then the second half made me go, sure. "Yeah, yeah." Uh, uh, really? yeah it goes on way really? too long. I mean, you're, oh, you're not wrong. On. Like, yeah, it definitely goes like. On way if too it long, was a twenty minute but... album, it would be the best one by far. But sure, because it's like thirty yeah. some minutes. It's...
0: Yeah, there's definitely a point where that solo kind of like. Starts getting to a point where you're like, ah, okay, we've heard this before. Yeah, but, yeah, it's you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's whatever. It is what it, so it goes, as they say. You
1: know? Don't don't call me out like that. Don't have me going.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to.
1: God, do we have any plugs? Do we have any any anything else we want to talk about? Oh, oh, I actually oh. wanted to mention one thing uh that I kind of meant to mention like the call-outs in the beginning. Um on your recommendation, today I watched uh Jojo Rabbit.
0: Oh shit. It's oh, so
1: good. It is a wonderful fucking film. It is something yeah. I didn't expect. And the thing is, like it is very unexpected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people like told me Like, hey, it kind of seems like a comedy, but it's not. And I was like, okay. And I didn't really internalize that. And I watched it. And I'm like, this looks like a goofy comedy with Hitler. And
0: given the first,
1: like, 15 minutes, it definitely 100% seems like that. And so, like, during the first 15 minutes, I'm like, what? This is just a funny, like, goofy Hitler comedy. And then after that, it got real as fuck like so real so <laughs> real but like amazingly so um yeah yeah it's really
0: well done it's yeah and the guy who something. made it
1: whose name i will not try to pronounce uh but also made i think that's correct yeah also did uh, what we do in the shadows is oh, yeah. just a such a promising talented fucking filmmaker and like oh, yeah. the movie had so much to say yeah. And it's it, it said like I I cried several times in the film and I was like
0: wait what am I fucking crying God damn it Yeah like it's, yeah it's, yeah I would. It's, I would not spoil anything but there are mm. definitely moments that are intensely real like,
1: Yeah no it hit me so hard it hit me so hard and it's uh I mean it, it's fucking important art right? I would I absolutely. would recommend it to everybody Yeah totally hundred percent like, great Honestly and anything uh uh whatever his name is Wakiki. Um, any anything he's connected with, Waikiki. like, whatever Waikiki, Waikiki <laughs> Beach, uh, whatever Waikiki Beach is doing artistically, you, you need to follow that because it's really good. Yeah, shit. Oh,
0: absolutely. for
1: Roy- Ki- yeah, yeah,
0: it's great. <laughs> They're great. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So no, I I would also recommend that. Um, lately I've been I've been rewatching Star Trek: The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm really into it, except for. Yeah. Virtually every episode where Diana's mother shows up oh, Troy.
1: Luxana Troy and her fucking tall ass lurch motherfucker who who actually played yeah. the original lurch oh, wow. um yeah the guy who rings the bell. Yeah, god.
0: Yeah, the so worst. I watched one of those episodes the, last night and like I was there's like, like one every season. There's one every <laughs> fucking least, season. It's she's crazy. Like a, she's like a she is like a, a re- recurring character. No one show. wants it. Who what writer is <laughs> like, writing for Luxana
1: <laughs> Troy? Like he must what, be what? the worst. He's he's gotta be the smelliest <laughs> guy in the writer's room. Like he's the guy who fucking microwaves fish at the fucking yeah. writer's room like yeah,
0: no no one yeah, wants he's an him. elevator fart of a person for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, you hate to see it uh, man yeah uh, uh, yeah but anyways like i was watching one of those episodes last night and i was like let me tell you i was stoned to the bone <laughs> like yeah. i was i was real messed up and like i was laying there and i put it on and i realized what kind of an episode it was and i was like no <laughs> but, but I lacked the energy and, to change like, it. <laughs> and I was like it'll be okay. I'm just gonna ride this one out. You know? I mean and like I mean I did so
1: so here's the thing. If it's an Lexonic Troy episode, I mean even if it's the most bullshit episode ever, you get to see Marina Sirtis for like most of the episode. And that's she looks really good. That's a gotcha, consolation like, prize, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, that's a consolation. Yeah. Like she'd
0: be, she be looking good.
1: She'd be, she'd be looking real space Greek. <laughs> uh,
0: cool, like the yogurt.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I describe. Uh, yo, Olenos <laughs> to people. I'm like yo. You want yogurt that's like Space Greek shit, and they're like, What? And I'm like, you don't even know. It's like Australian Space Greek shit, and they're like, What? And I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm saying. I ate way too much hash before work, dog.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, what I'm recommending is go watch an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. They're mostly good.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh,
0: specifically seasons three through six. Um, yeah. Pick an episode, not a.
1: Geordi episode. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? I love the Geordi episode. Well, no, no, no. Not not the Geordi trying to date episodes. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Which I like, guess, like, yeah, Forever I guess. alone
0: Geordi. No, 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 no. Not like, my vibe. like,
1: Geordi personal life episodes are no good. Geordi being an engineer episodes are great. Like,
0: they're, they're, le- they're like
1: okay. when, when Geordi is, like, the crux of the episode, because he's, like, smart and capable, but, like, you know, feels bad about himself, that's great, but, like, when it's like, hey, Jordy just wants some pussy, and he's like, I'm such a nice guy to people, why, uh, why don't uh, they give up that (laughs) fucking pussy? Do I, uh, need to uh, fucking just go into the hologram like Riker does?
0: Like, Oh, man. There was one of those episodes last night, in that episode I watched, like, oh, no, it was the the episode after that one, uh, like, Riker, this girl, like, comes on to Riker, and then he like, for for like lots of people come on to Riker. (laughs) He like can't fuck her. And so he's all frustrated about it. He's mad. He's like, tell the bridge I'll be in holodeck one. (laughs) And like storms (laughs) off. It's like, Oh
1: shit. He's going to bait. (laughs) Like my favorite thing about Star Trek is how much of a connection Riker has to the holodeck. Like literally in season one, they say that he's like the biggest holodeck expert in starfleet or on the ship at least like dude dude's got some dude's got some dude's programmed some stuff you know like and and honestly i think that's why i connect so hard with riker is like <laughs> if 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 i was second in command of a ship i would be programming the weirdest shit on the holodeck like
0: I would, I would be, you're also the
1: weirdest. Hey, Hey, you're weirder than Riker. I'm also, yeah, yeah, no, I get, I get that. Like, and that's the thing is like, I don't know, like if it was a chicken or egg situation, like did I become sexually weird because I idolize uh, William T. Riker so much? Or is it just like a natural thing? And I idolize him just because I'm naturally sexually weird. And it's,
0: you know, I I don't, or the egg. Yeah.
1: No, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm fine either way. Um, cause, you know, there's people out there that are also sexually weird. So I get to have my fun just
0: like Riker. Um, well, anyways, where can I find you online, Britt? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm at, uh, you know me, I'm at,
1: at the Queergoff and also at the Meme Scoop S C U U P. Where are you at, Spencer? <laughs> Hodge?
0: Uh, I'm uh, at New Metal Karate Society on Instagram. Instagram, I believe that's what it's called.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been uh, Britain.
0: This is Spencer. Uh, you've been listening to Getting Head Bucket Cast.
1: Stay greasy, bucketheads. <laughs> Hey everybody! Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you liked our podcast, or even if you didn't like our podcast, we'd love for you to go please rate and review it over at Apple Podcasts. That's uh, how we get more listeners, and I I don't even know how it works. It's just, I, I was just I was told to do just 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 fucking do it. Please, please, please,
0: please, God damn it!